Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Hello, everyone. This is Captain Jim Palmer, the dream business coach. Welcome to another fantastic interview. I've got a guest I'm really excited to uh, interview today because it's a topic that not only I super believe in, but I have experience in, if you know my backstory. Uh, let me introduce Jason Lynette. So here's the deal. Can a hypnotist really help you grow your business? Well, Jason Lynette has hypnotized more than 250,000 people. He used the principles of rapport, of rapport and modeling to track what top business performers and professional athletes do differently to build his own million-dollar brand. As a master of the micro-niche, he speaks to groups around the world and offers hypnotic success coaching to share how business in how people in business can put his work smart principles and strategies to use and rather than just hypnotize you to become more successful he will help you dehypnotize the micro micro conceptions fears doubts and ineffective strategies that are holding you back jason how you doing today doing fantastic good to be here yeah sorry about my cold not only my but is my voice and my breathing labored? I think the cold medicine screwed with my Ooh. brain a little bit. So this is going to be amazing. I'm still looking forward to this now. But the show <laughs> must go on, right? You know exactly. I know you and I just connected recently, but um, in my in my sixth book, Decide, I share a lot of the crap that I used to deal with. I've been an entrepreneur for 19 years or so, and and in the early years, I was I was holding myself back from from different fears, public speaking, and you know, fear of what other people think and things like that. And one of the things I did specifically to get over the public speaking and, and which is totally related to confidence, as I'm sure you know, is, is I went to a hypnotist. Hmm, cool. And I learned how to do self-hypnosis and things like that. So I totally, I totally get this. How did, how did you get into this whole field? You know, it's one of those things that uh, the way that most people first encounter it is that they see the entertainment side of it. That I was at my college, someone did a show, and just something about that just really grabbed my curiosity. And ever since that, it became this quest of learning all that I could and balancing a job working in management and actually, of all things, professional theater. I wasn't. I wasn't acting, directing, or designing. It was my job to make those creative types get along, which there's the psychological foundation of training. So looking at it from the perspective of uh, gathering all that I could, and it's where over time it kind of developed as its own little part-time career and reaching a place of just gorgeous burnout in the old theater career and just jumping ship and deciding this is what I want to do with the rest of my life. So nowadays, a bit of a a well-designed three-ring circus, as it were, of time that I spend with individual clients, time that I spend speaking to corporate groups, sharing these themes in terms of how do we how do we purposefully reset our own minds, and then taking that knowledge of the work out there to as as many people as possible. So that's so interesting. Um, and again, I, I I personally have experience. I I have a I currently have a um, a hypnotist in my mastermind group, so I'm really familiar with this. How hard? So how long have you been on your own making your living? doing this 
there was a there's a funny answer to that because it's where for anybody who's looking to start up their business there is an opportunity sometimes as i like to say to incubate for a little while yep. that here's a period of time that i was working part-time from like 2007 onwards yet then again i was working in nonprofit arts and it turns out nonprofit arts is nonprofit for just about everybody involved <laughs> so when it was time to make that decision to go full-time you know i was already earning more with the part-time income so it was that decision of going, you know, go big or go home. And I signed a big, scary three-year lease, stood in an empty room and went, okay, now I'm going to make this work rather than just kind of dipping the toes in and going, well, we'll see how it goes the first couple of weeks. Just making that decision. This is what I want to do. Man, I like your style. You use some of the phrases I use, like people are either toe dippers or deep water divers. You nice. know? <laughs> and I can just imagine, you know, signing a lease, you know, when I, um, when I became an entrepreneur, my first year was revenue free, as I like to call it, which means it took me a year to get my first client. I actually went and got a part time job because I had a family to help support. Right. So but there's that point where my business did start to go and I could no longer work the part time job yet. It wasn't at the crossroads like one income stream did not come up enough to, to lose the other one. Yet you had to make that jump. So that was kind of like what you were doing. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, to find that moment where, again, it just becomes so clear that this is the direction to go, that this is the path to follow. And really, it's where some of the worst business advice I ever received is what made me an instant success that I was hearing in local networking groups. And this was supposed to be well-meaning advice that, well, it's going to be slow your first year. People won't come see someone who doesn't have <laughs> referral sources or testimonials. And just simply, I refuse to buy into that premise. So instead, hit the ground running. What can I do differently that perhaps they're not doing? So if I wasn't working in a dollars for hours model at that point in my career, then I was out there networking, giving live talks, and very much very much a value first methodology of marketing, which the whole message, the whole mission statement inside of that was let me represent what I'm doing with passion and that's going to bring in the audience. And from day one, that did, which then again, looking at those timeframes of getting out there and just spending a lot of hours talking to other business people, that's what eventually became the finally workshopped language that then became my online videos, then went into my online courses, the whole continuation of things. How do we keep scaling up these efforts year after year? You know, it's interesting. Um, my greatest business mentor, Dan Kennedy, once told a story when he first got started. He's been in about, I guess, 35, 40 years. And mm -hmm. said when he got, went, made his, he had his first six-figure year as a speaker, he, it was his goal to join the NSA, National Speakers Association. Then when he joined, um, he realized everybody was there was making like about 25 grand a year and, and bemoaning the way that he was, you know, it's like, okay, I don't need to be here. And I think that's what you get when you go to a lot of these networking groups. I have nothing against networking, but literally if you're, if you're playing a bigger game, but you're hanging around people that are, you know, just looking to get one transaction and or referral, things like that, it really messes with your mind. Well, I mean, this is maybe something that came about from sitting in rehearsal halls, watching a director and a group of actors where you can watch. And sometimes I, I think back to a moment, this is very early on when it was this big, fun musical and the lighting designer came in and lit it as if it was some sort of dark drama. And just there was a clear disconnect. And I'm not saying the name of the musical because this lighting designer was promptly fired. They brought in someone else to go, it's funny, make it bright. And there's something to be said, though, about going to these events and not to, not to frame it as a negative, but sometimes the lesson of what not to do is the lesson of what you should be doing. I mean, 
early on, here were people who were just simply getting up and this is my name, this is my business, and that's it. As opposed to with hypnotic language patterns, how are the ways we can excite their curiosity? How can we really sweep people into a story and to build this formula that by getting them to care about the message, now they're ready to listen. And only at that point, hi, my name is this, and this is what I do, and this is what I'm looking for. Sell the value before you ever actually hit the bullet points of what they're supposed to do next. So Jason, um, I mentioned that you're, you're a master of the micro niche. Now, does that mean you focus mo- exclusively on working with entrepreneurs or do you also, do, I mean, hypnotists are also known for, you know, weight loss, stop smoking, things like that. Or do, do, you, do you concentrate on the coaching aspect? Well, the aspect of it in terms of micro niche is to look at any major category that's out there that people are going after and recognize that there are much smaller communities inside of that that have very specific needs. So a simple sales message is that if you're trying to sell to everybody, you often end up selling to nobody. So let's take, you brought up weight loss there for a moment. It's where at one point I was trying to target either by way of speaking at events or going out there and uh, you know doing something online perhaps. This experience that by trying to address the entire category of weight loss, instead, what are those smaller communities inside? Here is that person who is doing strength training while eating a paleo diet. And there are easy mechanisms now to get in front of those people, speak their specific language. Here is the person who is living with diabetes and needs to curb that sugar craving, not just because they want to shave off an extra 10 pounds of body fat, but also very specifically to the actual health of their entire system. So by getting that laser focus, that laser specific in any market that we're going after, It's where, as I I train other people, how to do hypnosis. And again, rather than just, oh, people who are curious, which might as well be anybody, it's instead, uh, one of my nicknames in this category is looking after the hyphenate. Uh, The person who is already in some sort of wellness profession and yet is looking to add on one other set of skills to supplement, to enhance what they're already doing. So again, looking after what is that group and how much more specific could I get in my messaging and my targeting so now I know exactly who I'm talking to, more than likely what their needs are, and I can help to deliver that in a much more direct fashion. Very cool. Is there one type of, do you enjoy working? I mean, it must be pretty rewarding if you help somebody lose a lot of weight or obviously stop smoking, which is great for health. But And then there's the helping, uh, you know, whether it's career uh, you know, W-2 employees or entrepreneurs achieve more success? Is there one, one area that lights you up more than the other? I'm a big fan of measurable success. So there's nothing wrong with the person who has now rapidly quit smoking and has taken back control of their life and now doesn't have to do it anymore and they just feel better. Here's the person who could look at the scale and say, yes, I'm down 20 pounds. That's amazing. Though I love the specific ROI that we can get into working with executives, and you brought this up earlier, issues around public speaking. That so often it's not just the goal that I want to feel more comfortable when I'm up there on the platform. It's so often as I'm working with that person, whether it's one-to-one in the office or by the ways of uh, wonderful technology nowadays that we can connect via video conferencing software, that here comes that result. I mean, the best illustration is the story. A guy who I worked with, and the whole intention was there are open leadership roles at my company, and if I'm more visible, I'm more likely going to get those jobs. And as we work together, he's feeling greater and reporting good feedback. The real, the real story finalized when he calls back a year later, and I could tell he's smiling on the phone because he goes, hey, Jason, I've got a brand new problem. 
It's like, what do you mean? He goes, <laughs> well, I got the job. I got the promotion. I've been speaking. I've been leading a team of people. And this next problem I'm now dealing with is perhaps worth the extra $60,000 a year they're paying me. Yet maybe I just don't need to take it home with me that I'm having to manage a team of people who just don't get along. And he goes, I've got three teenage sons. I don't even have to tell them, look, you don't have to like each other. You just have to work together. He goes, I'm having to say that at work. And on one side, that's kind of worth 60 grand, but at the same time, let's dwindle this thing down. So to get that kind of specific feedback, that real ROI, that by overcoming this issue, yes, the confidence is up. Yes, the happiness is enhanced. Yet at the same time, here is that specific measurement that they've achieved as a result of that. That's so cool. You know, um, so I know you got a book out, Work, uh, Work Smart Business. I want to ask you about that. But I also, I mean, my show has been on for six years. I have a following of entrepreneurs and small business owners. So I know they dig marketing, which is what I'm known for. So let me ask you a couple of marketing things about yeah, how you built your own business. And you also, um, you've also built, you know, one heck of a business from the early days where you signed a lease and you're standing in there going, holy crap, you know, how, how were you able to grow and literally make this business, which I think admittedly is a side business for a lot of people and or for a lot of hypnotists that I've become familiar with, they really struggle if it's their main source of income. You've done pretty well. What do you attribute that to? Well, there's, there's two aspects of this, and both of them kind of attribute to the same idea, that one of it is the idea of just simply what's called, what we're familiar with, of lead generation marketing, okay. where that whole funnel mechanism of doing things, get people to metaphorically and or literally raise their hand and say, I want more information. And especially for anybody out there in this audience that may have some concerns around selling, may have concerns around putting out a specific offer, a promotion, it's that realization that if you're really nailing the lead generation game, you're only really ever selling one step, and that is to sell the next step. So it's not necessarily this email copy needs to completely sell the product. It's that the headline of the email needs to sell, open the email. The copy of the text inside of the email needs to sell, click this link to watch a video. The opening few segments of that video need to sell, watch through the entire video, which then from there sells to the next step, to the next step, now they're entering in their credit card information. So to recognize this real relationship core of all things in our business, it directly correlates to how about 15 and a half years ago, I did not walk up to this girl at my college and tell her that we're gonna have children because I might've gotten smacked. Uh, yeah. Instead, no, we've been married now for more than 10 years, and I better know her sense of humor. It might have worked, but I meet too many people in business that are trying to, let's call it out, consummate that business relationship before they even ask for the first date. So to look at the entire process of how we grow our business as these little baby steps to the next step. So sometimes it's that piece of content. Sometimes it's a video on your website, or maybe they're able to go off and, you know, learn some information from you by way of some sort of opt-in offer, which then that then now triggers the rest of that communication. And inside of this too, the side partner to this lead generation sell the next step mindset is to look at everything in terms of systems. And really, how do we take the things that we've done and start to automate them, start to turn them into machines? And these things may be completely automated thanks to online software nowadays and the amazing things we can pull off. But even to look at it as here are these just things I know how to run, that if I'm going to be in front of a group talking about the work that I do, whether it's the business work, whether it's even the hypnotic practice, 
Instead, here's now, I just know what I'm going to say there. And I'm going to even tell the quick story that a few years ago, actually a few, about seven or eight years ago, I eliminated the network marketing side of what I do because I found by putting that content on my website as videos, that took care of the business for me. But then suddenly came the week that my website hosting company crashed. They got hacked hard. And it turned out to be not something necessarily on my websites. It took about two weeks for it all to resolve as we scrubbed the websites clean, moved them over to another host. And the, the sort of red flag in this situation was that suddenly the phone stopped ringing. Suddenly the online products were not being purchased. And as we looked at it, it was this, oh, wow, oh, dear kind of moment. And this could have been the end of many businesses, but then to kind of go back and go, what systems can I run? What machines do I have at my disposal? And all we simply did was go out and schedule a few more live presentations. There was no lag in the business because that was a thing that was ready to go. This also allows you to, as I would say, respectfully plagiarize yourself as you move forward. So we just launched an entirely new membership portal on one of my websites in a matter of about six hours. How? Because we simply copied it from one of my other existing projects, put the code over on the new site, changed the color scheme, plugged in new videos, and that thing was done. So my personal hero being, of course, Ron Popeil, said it and forget it. So looking at it from how do we build these systems and to start to build these things so they now can run themselves. Sounds like you've been a real student of uh, successful people, just seeing what's working and, and learning from, the, from some of the best. Well, it's that realization that we could try to reinvent the wheel ourselves, but we're in an amazing renaissance of information on demand, phenomenal information, whether it's online courses, whether it's books, whether it's going to conventions and uh, really turning the classic language of turning the car into the mobile university, that the moment we stop learning is the moment to uh, perhaps look around at something else to do. You talk about um, how to dehumanize, how to dehypnotize <laughs> de uh, de the stuff that's holding you back. I think I understand what you mean, but um, go talk, talk about that a little bit. You know, so often there's no lack of strategy. It's instead, it, there's no lack of, you know, how we're doing things that we get caught up in this mindset that sometimes, especially in business that, oh yeah, well, Jason's talking about this network marketing thing, which even he doesn't do anymore. So clearly that doesn't work. And well, yeah, it does. It's a matter of where do you want to spend your time? Where do you want to spend your focus? And people are often chasing that new shiny object that here's this new feature on Instagram, on Facebook, and here's this new marketing strategy that someone discovered. Yet when you chunk it down to what are those things that's holding back someone's success, it's unfortunately that story that they're telling themselves. It's those pictures that they're creating in their mind. It's that internal perception that they're still holding on to. You know, in a lot of hypnotic language patterning, we often talk about the principle of the map is not the territory. So here are these moments where we get stuck. Here are these moments where we get frustrated and suddenly we start to blame the stuff we're doing. Oh yeah, well, you know, people aren't using email as much anymore, so that's not working. Though sometimes we need to change that perceptual position and actually look within. What are those things that I'm projecting out there? What are those messages that I'm telling myself that, you know, we can look at this hypnotic dialogue as being a bit more of a formal process that maybe it's the one-to-one -one client or perhaps it's the time that I'm on the platform speaking to a business group and the formal close your eyes follow my instructions moment yet really all of this is modeled after effective communication 
Every bit of communication is influential. Every bit of communication is hypnotic in nature. And we really do have that ability to decide for ourselves what messages are going to stick. And the messages we can change first of, of course, the ones we're telling ourselves rather than I can't do this, this isn't going to work. Instead, here's how I'm going to make this better or apply this real, I, I talk about video games briefly in the book, the mindset of, hey, I'm going to try this now. Hey, this is going to be fun. Hey, I fell down the hole. I get another chance. Uh, hopefully you're not falling down a hole in your business. That's back to the video games. But looking at it from, again, what are those things I can set in motion and to really draw that focus back to yourself and really ask yourself, how can I do this better and better each and every time? That's awesome. Let me ask you about your book, Work Smart Business. When, when, did, uh, when did you put that out? That actually came out in the middle of January. Uh, we hit number one in the business categories actually on the first couple of days, which was pretty awesome, hitting about yeah. 50, 60 or so five-star reviews very early on. And it's in many ways taking the whole journey. The subtitle of the book is Lessons Learned from Hypnotizing 250,000 People and Building a Million Dollar Brand. And the real focus on it is getting into the principles and the strategies of success especially in a modern era where technology is changing so quickly, where you open up your news in the morning and suddenly these two companies are merging. I opened up my Infusionsoft this morning to see that, oh, they're changing their name. Huh, cool. Infusionsoft <laughs> is changing their name? Or at least they're changing their parent company name to Keep, K-E-A-P. It's going to be trending in the next couple of days, I believe. Wow. But to look at, again, the technology is constantly changing. But if we can break it all down to how do we form relationships? How do we really present that value? And rather than just having customers, how do we really start to build that tribe of raving fans in a community that are already on board with you, that already want more of what you have to share and are already ready to get out there and share that message? So giving the principles for success, but also along the way, giving some of the, at times, hypnotic strategies to communicate that message more effectively, to start to get in sync better with your ideal audience and get in front of those people that you know are a fit for what it is that you have to share. Time's really running out rapidly here. Let me ask you about um, chapter one, the power of the premise. Discover the power of thinking differently. Give, give a short uh, uh, little brief synopsis about chapter one. Sure. The Let's go with the personal change version of this. Years ago, I had two guys come into the office on the same day, different times. They did not know each other, but they had the same story. They're both retired and now they want to lose weight. And for the morning appointment, now that I'm retired, this is going to be easy. For the afternoon appointment, now that I'm retired, this is going to be impossible. So that from one specific catalyst, from one specific spark, these two gentlemen went off in completely different directions, which kind of goes back to how we were talking earlier about sometimes in the network world that, oh, it's going to be slow your first year. And if I chose to believe into that idea, that likely would have been my result, as opposed to simply deciding that does not mesh with me. That's not how I want to look at the world around me. And by buying into a different premise instead of going, well, let me just find the strategies to make this work better for me. So the whole power of premise mindset is to be aware that there are often a lot of uh, rather well-meaning dialogues that are out there. But to choose for yourself, this is what that message means. This is what that focus ought to be. And that's how we're going to move things forward in our own personal lives and careers. So cool. I couldn't help but um, chuckle in a, in a good way at the title of your third chapter, Print Money. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's such a great mindset. And you know who you know who has that mindset? It's people like you and me and people who have really actually built businesses. And it's hard for other people to understand. They think they can just flip a switch and do that. Talk a little bit about print money and then we'll then we'll Yeah, the, the, the key story that kind of hinges that chapter is a moment where there is a wonderfully frivolous purchase that we decided to make which was that we wanted to buy those fast passes you can buy at a, at a theme park so you don't have to stand in line. Yes. And the whole idea of going, this is kind of a stupid purchase. We could probably spend $150, $200 somewhere else a lot better. Let's not pull it from the savings account. And then the sort of spark of the idea was to go, hey, watch this. <laughs> and to simply take one of my products, dial in a very specific campaign. And basically, to end of the story first, uh, in about an hour and a half's work, generating about $6,000 just by hitting a few buttons, which I can think back to, again, being an employee and you'd work the entire year to maybe get that 3% increase. Yes. When simply the mindset of the real entrepreneur is that here is this thing that I want to do and I'm going to go after this now. And all I have to do is find the right audience, put the right message in front of them, deliver that in an effective way, and metaphorically, print money because we don't endorse counterfeiting here. So awesome. I love that story. <laughs> my my um, coaching clients know me for this one one thing. Well, not one thing, but they I come up with fast cash strategies. And just last Friday, I was talking with a longtime client. He goes, ah, I just realized I got something coming up the end of next week, tax related. <laughs> and I said, write another song. He goes, what? Come on. I actually forget if it was John Lennon or Paul McCartney, but one of them said, hey, all I got to do is, if I want a swimming pool or a car, I just got to write another song. It's the story about Picasso drawing a sketch on a napkin and going, here's my, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Jason, man, I could talk to you for another half an hour. I'm going to have to have you back in a couple months if, if you're available. I, I, I love, love that. I love the topic and you clearly know what you're doing. How can people, first of all, get your book and, and how do you want them to uh, connect with you? Yeah, for the book, if you actually head over to worksmartbusiness.com, that gives you the instructions on how to grab it on Amazon. Also, there's a bit of a freebie offer for your audience there. It's the Positive Influence Power Pack. It's two specific strategies of influence, one you can use on yourself and one you can ethically use with others. That's all over at worksmartbusiness.com. Then to connect with me directly, just head over to jasonlinette.com. And let me spell the last name because people try to spell add extra letters to that. It's just six letters, L-I-N-E-T-T. -T. So jasonlinette.com. Though the fun fact is you can spell it wrong about seven or eight ways and it will just redirect for you. <laughs> you bought all those URLs. Good for you. Hey, seven Jason. bucks a year. Also on every social media platform is Jason Lynette. That's awesome. Jason, thank you so much for connecting. I really enjoyed our time together. This has been great. Thanks for having me. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special interview with Jason Lynette, six letters, L-I-N-E-T. <laughs> Can you tell I've done that before? <laughs> yeah. And um, hey, if we're not connected, which would be a, a horrendous mistake you need to fix right now, go to getjimpalmer.com. If you're interested in my mastermind, it's dreambizcoaching, dreambizcoaching.com. I'm all over social media, as you probably know. Until next week, this same time, another great interview. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach, and you take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. <laughs> See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.